Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. a baby, you're often stressed, sleep deprived, and not always the nicest person to be around. Just ask your spouse. If marriage feels harder these days, you are not alone. Research shows it's a common struggle that many couples face in early parenthood. So how can you get past some of the most common challenges? And what are some signs that you should actually seek professional counseling to address deeper issues? This is Newbies. He's gorgeous. Um, it's a girl. Surprise! The whole family's here! So when are you having the next one? It's just poop. Ready for another? Wow, you look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop? Seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps. She doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Welcome to Newbies, listeners. Newbies is your online, on-the-go support group guiding new mothers through their baby's first year. I'm Natalie Gross, mom to a three-year-old boy and a baby girl. We've got a great show today talking about marriage and how it changes after having a baby. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to visit our website, that's newmommymedia.com, and subscribe to our weekly newsletter, which keeps you updated on all the episodes we release each week. Another great way to stay updated is to hit that subscribe button in your podcast app. And if you're looking for a way to get even more involved with our show, then check out our membership club called Mighty Moms. That's where we chat more about the topics that we're discussing on the show. And it's also an easy way to learn in advance about our recording so that maybe you can join us. I'd like to introduce our panel of guests today. We have Sultana Kareem here as our featured expert. Sultana is the owner and psychotherapist at Kareem Counseling Services, where one of her specialties is mental health for moms in pregnancy and the postpartum period. We also have moms Lauren Rose and Lacey here to share their perspectives on this topic as well. So thank you all so much for being here. As we get started, please tell us a little bit about you and your family and also your spouse and how long you've been married since that's kind of relevant to our discussion today. So Sultana, as our featured expert, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. Um, so hi, everybody. I am a mom of one. My daughter is four. Um, and I've been married, oh gosh, so for about nine years but we've been together since i was like 16. Oh, so wow. <laughs> that's incredible it's been a long time <laughs> yeah that's awesome lauren rose what about you hello just also a prereq thanks for having me on you also have august our little three and a half month old Aww. on with us today <laughs> um he's learning his voice 
So you might just hear some fun jibber jabber uh, as he's hanging out with me. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, but my husband, Evan, and I have been together for Ooh, five and a half years. Yeah. And we're actually a military family. So he is in the army. We're currently stationed here at Fort Benning, Georgia, um, a couple hours south of Atlanta. We've been a couple different places. So in this season right now with, uh, with August, and we've been married for two and a half years, but we were a pandemic married couple. So <laughs> we moved our wedding multiple times. And it's funny because people will say, oh, you had a baby so soon after your wedding. Like, well, we were married for a year and a half, but yes, I guess we did get pregnant right after the final actual big party. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here to both of you. Lacey, what about you? Yeah, I'm Lacey and I am a mom to four kids. So our age ranges for our children are seven all the way down to 11 months. And my husband and I have been married. We're actually coming up in like 10 days. We're celebrating our anniversary and it'll be 11 years. Well, thank you all so much for being here. I'm so excited to learn more about you and and your relationship. So let's kick it off talking about some challenges that you've experienced as a couple that have really come up since having kids that maybe weren't applicable before having kids. Sultana, do you want to start us? Communication. Um, because in some ways before we got, had kids, like we didn't have to think about the nuances essentially that have kids and how to like talk about parenting and what that's going to look like. Um, and just how to uh, maneuver responsibilities as a couple, as a family Mm -hmm. and values and traditions. It only came up after the fact and we're like, Oh crap. (laughs) How do we mend both? Um, and also have effective communication without feeling resentful of one another because they didn't do something. Lauren Rose, any thoughts? I think specifically, even within communication, communicating priorities, because at least for us, it, since it is so, so new, um, just like what we each need to get done in a day or, or in a week, you know, we'll sit down and be like, okay, what does our week look like? Because if we don't do that, one of us is like, oh, I have X, Y, Z to do. I was like, oh, I thought it was, you were going to take the baby when you got home from work, <laughs> you know, like, but you still have more to do. So yeah, like super, um, just like setting those expectations for one another, even more than that specific communication is also just sleep <laughs> and how we react to one another when we are sleep deprived and just realizing like we came up with something probably about very recently, like a week or two ago of that was not kind. <laughs> like rather than the whole, someone says something. And then a few hours later, the other one's like, Hey, remember when you said that thing? Like, I've kind of been thinking about that still. And maybe that could have been communicated a different way, which is great. And we were doing that for a while, but then it thought like we were like stepping on eggshells waiting for those t- conversations. So just something as simple as like, Hey, like, I know you didn't mean that in the way that you said that that wasn't kind. And it'll just kind of check the other person of like, oh, yeah, thank you for calling me out. I love you. Regroup. (laughs) Yeah, that's such such great advice there. Lacey, how has marriage been, you know, since pre-kids and then subsequently after each kid? Does it get more challenging? So I would say, you know, I don't know that I was ever prepared for the operating on such little sleep. 
And so um, all these other areas of life kind of build off of that. So like, you know, the lack of time in a day or all the communication disruptors, like right now, you know, our oldest is seven. So we're able to tell him like, hey, mommy, and daddy are trying to have a conversation, you know, but when they're a newborn, you can't do that. So um, the operating on little sleep and then trying to work through like, what can I get done today that's successful? How can I best communicate with my husband? And then how do I handle the overstimulation? Like, constant noise. You know, kids are making so much noise. And even though a lot of the noise can be happy noise, it's still so much. And when I had my first kid, you know, I didn't have a support system to help me understand what that was. So I just thought, okay, I need to learn to get over this. You know, I didn't know what a healthy um, approach to that looked like to be, to admit like, okay, my son crying 24 seven has, you know, has affected me in a way that I wasn't prepared for. So. Yeah, for sure. Are there any ways that you mamas think marriage has gotten easier since becoming parents, or maybe you've discovered like a new side of your spouse that you actually kind of (laughs) like any thoughts there? I think in the best way, because we're both sleep deprived or because we both are dealing with communication, we do have a sense of understanding for one another as well. And so when we do come together, like in the evenings, I feel like there's just this mutual, like, like sigh of relief that we get to share each day. That's like, ah, like we're together. And the day was crazy. (laughs) And we all had stuff. We both had crazy stuff going on and we both had different parenting side of things. But at the end of the day, like, it's you and me, babe, you know? Yeah. I'm not sure that I would use the word easier or even harder, but I think I would rather say, you know, marriage is a lot sweeter, you know, cause mm. I've seen my husband turn, like take on the role of a father and what does that look like for our children and how he loves them and how he wrestles them in the evenings and how he plays with them outside in the yard and how he teaches them when they need to be, you know, taught how to do what's right. And so I would say, yes, like there's challenges with bringing kids into the family, but it's so sweet. Like it makes marriage so much sweeter because you learn your spouse on a deeper level and that causes you to love them even more. Yeah, that's awesome. So Tana, do you have anything to add? Um, I would say for my family, since we go through a lot of transitions, um, <laughs> as my spouse is a mil- he's in the military and he in civilian job is a police officer, so we're constantly in transition. Uh, but I would say the biggest thing for us is communicating, like what our schedules look like. Do we have time to fit in um, like five or 10 minutes for us just to talk and catch up um, and then have the moments of us as a family doing things together and planning things together? All right. Thank you all so much for sharing that valuable advice and experience. We'll be right back. All right. Today on Newbies, we are continuing our talk about marriage. And of course, you've already met our featured guest, Sultana Kareem. Sultana, are marital issues a common struggle for new moms that you work with? I would say yes. And there's four common struggles that I hear. One is managing responsibilities for caring for baby and household. 
responsibility. The other is having no time to connect as a couple where you're fostering the relationship and sexual intimacy because caring for baby takes precedent. Um, Sleep deprivation, as we already talked about a little bit so far. And then disagreeing on parenting styles. So for example, like um, to co-sleep or to not co-sleep, to nurse baby or to feed baby formula, or what cultural traditions should we celebrate and add to our family? Yeah, those are big. Mm -hmm. Your website talks about helping people feel connected to their bodies, their minds, and their relationships. So I'm curious, why is it so often that we as moms feel disconnected from our relationships and especially our spouse, which is arguably our closest relationship? And I'm curious if, you know, it has to do with because our whole identity just changes after we become a mom, right? Absolutely. It's a major life change to have a baby Um, and then caring for a baby if you haven't done it before. And even if you've done it before, babies' temperament and just what their needs are a little bit different for each baby. And if you also have other life changes that happens concurrently, so like some people move, some people get new jobs, the choice of either staying home or going to work and all these other different life changes can have a dramatic impact on on your relationship. Also, not fostering connection with your relationship. Um, sometimes it can feel like you you and your partner are drifting apart from each other because you're maybe you're not communicating as much. Or maybe you're so invested in taking care of baby and you feel like you have that responsibility to do so, but your partner doesn't feel included in that piece. Um, I always talk about like how we communicate with each other can impact our connectiveness. So if you or your partner are excessively complaining, criticizing, name-calling, contempt, um, it can drive distance between you and your partner. Or if you feel like you have to parent your partner, which is a whole other ballgame because <laughs> they don't want to, they don't want you to tell them what to do all the time. But at the same time, it may be like you're not doing X, Y, and Z. You often will feel alone in that communication, especially if you're not working together to solve the problem and you're making all the decisions. Yeah, that kind of leads me to another question I had, which is like, especially if we're nursing or, you know, we are the ones making the milk to feed the baby. A lot of the responsibilities of taking care of this new baby seem to fall on our shoulders as the mom, even if we have a supportive spouse or partner. And that can start to feel really overwhelming and start to cause us to resent our spouses. I've heard that from a lot of moms. Do you have any advice for moms going through that on how to really reframe that in our minds and get past that? Because that's tough. Yeah, it is. I suggest communicating with your partner about your experiences and you work together with trying to maybe they have some time with baby and they feed baby. Maybe you pump a bottle, uh, you pump or um, hand express and let your partner feed baby so you get that break in between. Remember, like it's a team effort when raising baby um, and it's not one way of doing it. There's some science at play too. I mean, we have all kinds of pregnancy and postpartum hormones that really affect our mood. How how does that work? <laughs> and uh, and that can really affect the way we treat our spouse, right? Is that something you see? Yes. Yes. And <laughs> hormones are usually not the only one that impact our mood um, and how we treat others, including our spouses. I believe it's multifaceted. So yes, hormone, but a combination of like physical and medical factors play a role. So like, are you taking care of your basic hygiene, like taking a shower, washing your hair, washing your face, brushing your teeth? Are you eating nutritional foods, staying hydrated, 
was there medical complication during pregnancy or postpartum that needs to be addressed? Um, what about also psychological and emotional factors? Did you struggle with your mental health prior to pregnancy? Or are you struggling now as pregnant or postpartum with a perinatal mood and anxiety disorder? Do you have difficulty with transition and changes can also play another role as well as traumatic experiences? I can go on. Um, <laughs> social environmental factors. Do you have a support system and what does that support system look like? Can that support system be there for you for tangible things such as uh, during the day you need someone to take baby for a couple hours so you can have some alone time? Is, it, is your environment safe? Um, and how did you learn how to be in relationships? Because oftentimes when I talk with my clients, we talk about their childhood experiences and their first first relationships, which are their, their parents and caregivers. And how did they interact? Because that in, tells how we act and interact with our partners and people in our, our, our um, support system. Um, another aspect is financial and spiritual factors, as well as occupational, um, the choice of rather to stay home or be a working parent and the changes and nuances that come with that. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to couples before having kids about how to make sure their marriage is ready for that big change? I suggest that they talk to each other. Either they work it out together or they find a couple's therapist to help them navigate parenthood as a couple. So who will be responsible for what? How to communicate, compromise, and negotiate? What does parenting look like for you, including like your values, traditions, um, ideas about sleep, feeding baby, um, attending to baby's needs, the co-regulation and fostering connection with baby? What does that look like for you? Um, how to create time for each other as a couple and understanding the nuances that comes in pregnancy and postpartum. Because it's like I mentioned earlier, it's not just hormones. It's a transformation that the birthing person experience as well as the family system also experience. And how do they cope with tra- changes in transition? And how do they support each other in times of stress? And maybe they need to learn coping skills to manage stress personally, but also as a couple. Well, thank you so much for sharing this important information. We're going to take another quick break and then continue our conversation with our moms. All right. Welcome back, Lauren, Rose, and Lacey. Any thoughts on what we've just heard from Sultana? Did any of that resonate with you? And I'm especially curious what kinds of conversations you had with your spouse before becoming parents and how that kind of helped you navigate those early struggles? Yeah, I definitely relate to what you said. I mean, so many great, great points. I think the biggest one that stands out for me is that support system being that we don't live near any family. And that was actually a conversation we did have before was what will that look like for me living somewhere where we don't have anybody around us other than like good friends. So what's been really sweet is we knew we were moving to a base where we actually have a lot of friends with little ones also who kind of moved here around the same time. So I didn't realize just the, the level of like mom community, like it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what kids you have, like if you're a mom, you're a mom and you just are there for other moms. And that has been the sweet, the sweetest thing for sure. Um, and, and yeah, that definitely went to a ton. 
Yeah, I think I would just say, you know, we've talked a lot about communication. And so my husband and I, you know, before having kids was like, yay, we want to have a kid. But you really don't know the impact of it till it actually happens, right? Like you can read every book and try to prepare as much as possible, but you just don't know. And for us, you know, our firstborn was um, just a very challenging baby. And I thought, you know, this, this, I like something's wrong with me, you know, that I'm not the mother that can help him the best, you know, but that's not true. And so in those moments, like talking to my husband and communicating with him about how I feel as a mom and like, why can I not, you know, why does he not calm down when I hold him and things like that? You know, we figured out other things were going on, but just being able to talk with each other and even through my doubt and fear, still just able to try to communicate how am I feeling in that moment was just so helpful, especially for him to know like how to best help me, you know, if he could do something. So did anyone else struggle with that resentment like I talked about or was that just me? (laughs) I did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was little things that add up to big things. (laughs) Um, whether it's like he left the dishes out and he didn't put his dishes in the sink or <laughs> um, he changed the baby's diaper but didn't put the diaper in the trash <laughs> or didn't oh, yeah. wipe a certain <laughs> way. Because <laughs> my daughter, well, is a girl, so you have to wipe from front to back. <laughs> and eventually we did work through it after I went to therapy myself. Um, and I was telling my therapist about all like, how I disdain my husband. Um, and she recommends I read a book. I forget what it's called. Um, I forget what it's called. Um, but I read the book. It was very much talking about how sometimes we expect our spouses to always read our minds and to do things that we want them to do in the way that we want them to do it. And they have to learn how to do certain things themselves. And I'm talking to my spouse, but like after time in therapy and reading that book, talking to him like, hey, I read this book and this is what I got from it. And how can we work on this? Because I'm angry all the time with you. Um. <laughs> so relatable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I also think there's a level and I, I don't know if this is scientific or, or not, but we, like Sultana said, we're the ones with the hormone changes and we're the mm-hmm. ones you know, who grew the baby and who we have these instincts, not that the men and our spouses don't have instincts, right? Like, of course they do. Like I trust my husband with my baby 100%, but it's this like gut of, oh, I know that cry. Like, I know what that is. Or if he's doing something, um, I'm like, have you tried X, Y, Z yet? (laughs) And he's tried X and Y, but not Z. And that's not, his fault that he has. And it's just that he doesn't learn that because he's not home all day with the baby either. Um, and so I think also just trying to have that perspective of mm-hmm. he knows he's not the mom. <laughs> like he knows he doesn't have all those same like uh, relationships with baby either. And so I think that's to wrap it around to like the easier or the sweeter parts that we were talking about earlier is that, you know, we go through so, so much. Yeah. They do, but in a different way. Yeah. And we have to allow them to have those times to learn baby, just like we spend so much time with baby. They have to learn it too. 
and we have to step away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure that I would call it resentment, but I just think it's more like when I don't get enough sleep, I'm real short, you know, real quick. So just knowing that and having to apologize a lot, <laughs> just like, I'm sorry, I know I was too short there, but things that wouldn't normally bother me do. And yeah, I think it's just, that's motherhood, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sultana, I think a lot of people think of couples therapy as something you do if your marriage is really in trouble. It sounds like a lot of us have, you know, shared struggles in this and communication has obviously come up many, many times. Are there counselors who specialize in these types of parenthood struggles? And what are some signs that maybe you're fighting a little bit more than normal? So it's time to get that kind of outside help. It's a myth that you go to couples therapy when it's the last the last straw or your, your relationship is trouble. Um, I like to think of couples therapy as more preventive and a resource to help uh, families navigate parenthood. Um, I would say any couples therapist, but especially those who specialize in perinatal mental health and does couple therapy would be the best combination of the two. Um, couples therapy can help couples through adjusting from being a couple to a family of three or even adjusting when there's additional children into the home. Um, because routines will constantly change as a new member is added to the family system. Um, talking about what parenting means based on your cultural tradition beliefs, um, how to co-parent and understand how to work together in stressful situations, whether it's the lack of sleep or the long list of to-do things um, that must get done for that day. Um, setting boundaries and communication with each other is very important. Um, finding your identity um, beyond just being a mom or just being a spouse. Who are you in this new role? Um, and finding yourself in that. And making need uh, time for your needs. So both you and your partner have your own separate needs, but also having those time for that for those, but also have time for you both as a couple and then the needs of everyone in the whole family system. Um, understanding perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, uh, which consist of depression, anxiety, PTSD, OCD, bipolar disorder, um, OCD, uh, panic disorder, all of these nuances that could potentially happen for a person experiencing pregnancy or postpartum. Um, and then how do you connect as a couple and different, there are different ways to do that, but sometimes couples get stuck on well, we have a baby and we have all these things to do. Um, how do we fit time just to be us? Well, as we wrap up here, does anyone have any advice for new moms listening who may be struggling in this area right now in their marriage and their relationship? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, like, you know, your baby and you know, your partner and you can get advice from everybody everywhere and you can read every book and listen to all the podcasts, but like, you just know, we were talking about this at church yesterday, actually about how, you know, oh, you know, what were some best advice you were given or the way you thought it was going to be before baby. But then like, I know I do things differently than I did. <laughs> I thought I would because I read the certain books and we're like, oh, we're definitely going to like be these parents. So like, we're definitely going to follow these like hard and fast rules. But 
I learned that that wasn't what was best for August in those moments either. Um, so that's my advice is like, you know, more than you think you do as soon as baby shows up. Yeah. Just from, you know, the marriage perspective, especially when you have a newborn, they go with you pretty much everywhere you go. You know, we have four kids now, so we went on a date night the other night and our 11 month old went with us and it still felt like a date because we were, you know, down three kids. So when they're a newborn, they go with you, they can usually just sleep and hang out. And so you can still feel like it's a date. But a lot of times during that season, you know, we take advantage of, even now, you know, we'll do a later dinner and like he'll bring it home and then we play games together and like we connect in that way, especially if you don't have like a babysitter you can call on or whatever that, you know, whoever you might have that watches your kids. Like if you're not near family or whatever that looks like, there's other ways to connect And then I would just say, you know, make time for each other, but don't wait till the end of the day to do that. Because if you do, you're going to be too tired. You know, a lot of times to say I've had a long day and I'm done, but make time for each other. You know, don't wait till the last thing to do that. So Mm -hmm. great point. Sultana, any last thoughts here? I would say that relationships are a give and take. um, And how do you fill each other's cup and share space? love to each other. I like to talk about like the love languages. Do you know your partner's love language and how they accept and appreciate love? Um, do you even know your own? <laughs> Start there and then talk about your partners. Um, but just, I would say support each other. Um, if you need help, there is help out there to really problem solve any difficulties that you're having to in terms of communication, in terms of boundaries, all these different nuances that I mentioned earlier, there are people that can help you. And it's a third party who's not within that relationship that can help guide you in the relationship that you're in. So have better outcomes. Well, thank you so much to all of you, Sultana, Lacey, Lauren, Rose, and August for joining (laughs) me today. Listeners, you can find out more about Sultana's work at kareemcounseling.org. That's K-A-R-I-M counseling.org. Also check out newmommymedia.com where we have all of our podcast episodes plus videos and more. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, Parent Savers for Moms and Dads with Toddlers, The Boob Group for Moms Who Give Breast Milk to Their Babies, and Twin Talks for Parents of Multiples. Thanks for listening to Newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies. This has been a New Mommy Media Production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, 
Please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.